0: Look at the freedom that we now have because of what Christ has done. So being grateful and having gratitude in your heart every single day, because every breath you take is because Jesus died on the cross for your sin. Every time you can go to God and worship him and bow before him and speak to him and pray with him, it's because of Jesus. Every time you can eat the food on your table and give thanks to God above, it's because of Jesus. Everything, every freedom that we have, it's because of Jesus. So we can't take this lightly. We can't take it lightly that we have been forgiven because we don't deserve it. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to walk in victory. You got to know who you are. You got to know what God says about you. And don't you let anybody tell you otherwise. You stand on the word of God. Word of God. And I pray for the listeners, uh, women or men or both, that are listening. Uh, Lord, I speak increase over their life, healing to their soul, healing to their mind, healing to their body, restoration in their families. God, I speak um, increase and wealth. God over them. God provisions in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for their lives. And Lord, I just love you. We give you all the glory, all the honor and all the praise in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Okay. So. All right. Hey, good to see you, Jeffrey. Like I haven't seen him already. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. good to
1: be here with y'all again. And so looking forward to another great Bible study, babe.
0: Okay, well, let's dig in. So we are going to review the sacrificial system. Um, and then we're going to go ahead and look at how Jesus fulfilled the requirement um, and this is all pertaining to forgiveness. Um, the reason why I believe the Lord led me to, uh, there's so much you can talk about with forgiveness, but the reason why I believe the Lord led me to do our Bible study this way is because there's a scripture in Luke 7, and I hope I say this right, um, where Jesus is saying, "You when you are forgiven little, you love little. So when you understand how much you've been forgiven, then it is going to increase your love for others. And the goal for us as believers is to walk in the way that Christ walked. He walked in forgiveness. So that's why in the month of forgiveness, we have to magnify how Christ has forgiven us, um, has put us in a position to be forgiven for our sins through his blood, through his life, through his sacrifice. And then once we embrace that and we truly understand that, then that really will allow us to be able to forgive others. And that's why we did forgiveness in the Bible study this particular way. Okay. All right. So Mm -hmm. let's start with Hebrews nine and we're going to read verse one through seven. Like I said, the scriptures are really going to talk for themselves. um, But I just wanted to, uh, we'll kind of, put some input here and there. Okay. So Hebrews 9, 1 through 7. The first covenant between God and Israel had regulations for worship and a place of worship here on earth. There were two rooms in the tabernacle. In the first room were a lampstand, a table, and and, uh, sacred loaves of bread on the table. This room was called the holy place. Then there was a curtain, and behind the curtain was the second room called the Most Holy Place. In that room were a gold incense altar and a wooden chest called the Ark of the Covenant, which was covered with gold on all sides. Inside the Ark were a gold jar containing manna, Aaron's staff, and the stone tablets of the Covenant above the ark where the cherubim of divine glory whose wings stretched out over the ark's cover the place of atonement but we cannot explain these things in detail now so i'm going to stop there so there was there was regulations that had to take place mm-hmm. in this place of worship and we talked about that week one this is the tent of tap uh, the tent of meetings which later on becomes the tabernacle OK, verse six, when these things were all in place, the priests regularly entered the first room as they performed their religious duties. But only the high priests ever entered the most holy place, the holies of holies, and only once a year. And he always offered blood for his own sins and for the sins the people had committed in ignorance. Okay. So this was a great, I pulled this scripture out because that pretty much entails what the sacrificial system was about. You know, they had these things that had to be in place. And we talked about how the high priest had to go in and he had to, you know, he had to have a sacrifice and all those things. And if you are not, I say this all the time, but if this is your first time joining us, I suggest you go back to week one of our topic because I try to do my best to lay a foundation. And so I suggest you go back and listen to that. If you want to learn more about what we talked about with the sacrificial system. Okay. Is there anything else you want to say about that?
1: Um, I really, I mean, this scripture pretty much lays a good picture of the, the process of you know sacrifices and what they did. It's basically painting a picture um, for what Jesus had done, and so I mean, like you said, it's it's pretty self-explanatory what it's what it's doing there.
0: Yes, and um, and so now we're going to go ahead and look at how Jesus fulfilled the requirement of atonement for our sins, mm-hmm. and this is going to be good. This is really important. All right, so we're going to look at um, how Jesus fulfilled the requirement of high priests. So we as we went um, the very first week we talked about some of the requirements was sin which is from the people mm-hmm. from us. Payment was required. Blood was required. A high priest was required. An altar was required. A life and the death of a life was required. God's presence and a place for God to dwell. So those were the things that we talked about that were required in required for a sacrificial system. So now we're going to look at Jesus fulfills the requirement of high priest. And we're going to go to Hebrew seven. And we're going to start at verse 18. And I'm on my tablet. Okay, there we go. Yes, the old requirement about the priesthood was set aside because it was weak and useless for the law never made anything perfect. But now we have confidence in a better hope through which we draw near to God. This new system was established with a solemn oath. Aaron's descendants became priests without such an oath. But there was an oath regarding Jesus for God said to him, The Lord has taken an oath and will not break his vow. You are a priest forever. Because of this oath, Jesus is the one who guarantees this better covenant with God. And I want to say that, read that again. Jesus is the one who guarantees this better covenant with God. There were many priests under the old system for death prevented them from remaining in office. But because Jesus lives forever, his priesthood lasts forever. Therefore, he is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him. He lives forever to intercede with God on our behalf. Oh, that's so good. He is the kind of high priest we need because he is holy and blameless, unstained by sin. He has been set apart from sinners and has been given the highest place of honor in heaven. Unlike those other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices every day. They did this for their own sins first and then for the sins of the people. But Jesus did this once for all when he offered himself as the sacrifice for the people's sins. The law appointed high priests who were limited by human weakness. But after the law was given, God appointed his son with an oath and his son has been made the perfect high priest forever. So Jesus fulfilled the role of a high priest.
1: All I got to say is praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
0: Praise the Lord. I
1: mean. That's I mean it's 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 amazing it's the good news and and when you were reading that I automatically thought about how um, there's a scripture that says that this is like the gospel and how it's foolish to the world but for us as believers it's it's everything it is the power of God unto salvation it says I mean it is it is it just lights you up when you hear about that. And so that's that's pretty much what I'm what I'm feeling right now when you when you read that and how he's the high priest and that forever. And he had to come in to to allow us to to be a part of this and to sustain it forever. Like the old system was just not good enough. Right. I know I don't want to get it. but I'm just excited about about this passage.
0: Yes. Mm. So good. And I love 24, but because Jesus lives forever, his priesthood lasts forever. And that's what you just said. So there's no having to go back year after year after year. Therefore, he is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him. Mm -hmm. He lives forever to intercede, to intercede with God on our behalf.
1: Yes, thank you, so Jesus. So good.
0: Okay. The word is going to speak for itself today. So Let we're going to go ahead and, and continue on. Um, so now we're going to look at how Jesus fulfilled the requirement of the tabernacle. So we're going to go to Hebrews 9, and we're going to spend probably most of our time in Hebrews nine, ten, and then a little bit on Luke today. Hebrews nine, eleven 11 uh, says, so Christ has now become the high priest over all the good things that have come. He has entered the greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and is not part of this created world. So this tabernacle was, is not, no longer the tent of meetings that man has created. He went to the greater tabernacle, which mm-hmm. is in heaven, in the presence of God.
1: The real tabernacle. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, now we're gonna look at how Jesus fulfilled the requirement for blood. And we're gonna go just a few scripture, actually, one scripture down. Uh, verse 12. With his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves he entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption forever. Under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer could cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial impurity. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our conscience from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God, for by the power of the eternal Spirit, Christ offered Himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. He yeah. was taught. He brought it to my attention how Christ. Um, what, what scripture? What I mean? Let's see. Where was it? How he purified? Oh, how the blood of the animals purified mm-hmm. the outer. The outer. Go ahead.
1: But the the blood of Christ is the only thing that can purify us inwardly, mm-hmm. our conscience. And the, the sinful deeds that happened on the inside, because what happens on the inside, what comes out, that's what, what
0: defiles us.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jesus' blood was the only thing that could come in and cleanse us from the inside out. The other thing was just basically to to cover our sin, but it didn't really change anything on the inside.
0: Yes. So. And that's what God wanted.
1: Yeah, that's what he wanted. See,
0: man looks at the outer appearance, but God God looks at at the the heart. heart. Yes. And so Jesus was the only one who can fulfill that Mm -hmm. and reconcile us to God, to purify us, to clean us. Because God can't look at anything unclean. But now we can come before him because the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus has purified. There is power in the blood of Jesus. Yes. Oh my goodness, I'm not going to get too excited here Okay, so now we're going to look at how Jesus fulfilled the requirement of a payment And I'm going to read um, how you, Let's see, do you want to read the Amplified version?
1: Oh uh, sure yeah, Okay, we,
0: um, I'm going to read the, the NLT And then Jeffrey's going to read the Amplified The Amplified version really amplifies this point Okay, so verse 15 We're still in I'm Hebrews you, 9, 15 that is why he is the only, I'm well, not going say only. That is why he is the one who mediates a new covenant between God and people so that all who are called can receive the eternal inheritance God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins they had committed under that first covenant. Okay. So then we're going to read from the amplified.
1: For this reason, He is the mediator and negotiator of a new covenant, that is, an entirely new agreement uniting God and man, so that those who have been called by God may receive the fulfillment of the promised eternal inheritance, since a death has taken place, as the payment, which redeems them from the sin committed under the obsolete first covenant. Yes. The obsolete first covenant. I mean, it's, it's pretty much done away it's with. It's done
0: away with. It's done away with. So Jesus, he, and and you had emphasized before how he is the mediator and negotiator of the new covenant.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How he basically <laughs> uh, mediated and negotiated a deal for our souls, mm-hmm. you know, to um, be forgiven forever so that we can be with with. With Christ for eternity so it's like he went in he negotiated this deal and to put it in a I don't know type of a modern term or whatever and um, and he paid the price
0: yes amen okay so we only have a few more um, now we're gonna look at how Jesus fulfilled the requirement of a life given okay and that's Hebrews 9 starting at verse 24 for Christ did not enter into a holy place made with human hands, which was only a copy of the true one in heaven. He entered into heaven itself to appear now before God on our behalf. And he did not enter heaven to offer himself again and again, like the high priest here on earth, who enters the most holy place year after year with the blood of an animal. If that had been necessary, Christ would have had to die again and again ever since the world began. But now, once for all time, he has appeared at the end of the age to remove sin by his own death as a sacrifice. But now, once for all time, he has appeared at the end of age to remove sin, our sin by his own death as a sacrifice. He fulfilled the requirement of a life. Yeah. So again, when we think about the sacrificial system that took place, they had to find a pure, blameless, spotless animal, they had to yeah. do all the things that they need to do to cut it open and pour the blood out and spread the blood. And here they use hyssop to, to um, shed, to shed the blood in places. All of that had to be done. It had to smell pleasing to God, but the bloody gory death that had to happen so that the sins of the people could be forgiven. Mm-hmm. Christ stepped in yeah. and said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah, I'm going incredible. to fulfill this once and once for and all. Time. I'm going to do it. Why? Because I love them. Mm-hmm. Because I love them. Yeah. And, and we're about to look at, as it pertains to forgiveness, we're going to look at how he knew what was going to happen. He took it all on himself. And yet... He said, Father, please forgive them. So we're going to look at that before I go into that, because I feel like that is so important. So now we know what had to take place for God to honor the atonement of sins. Now we know that. So just before we move on, so Jesus fulfilled the requirement of the high priest. We know that the high priest had to live a certain life. He had to be able to go. He was the only one that was able to go and to the place of the holies of holies, he had to make atonement for his own sins and for the sins of others. Mm-hmm. We know that Jesus fulfilled the requirement of the tabernacle. Your sins couldn't be forgiven unless you were in the presence of God, in the dwelling place of God. Well, we know that Jesus went to the ultimate tabernacle, so he fulfilled that. Yeah, Jesus fulfilled the requirement for blood. He, it was his blood. His, he said, my, I'll give my blood. So he died, and his blood is what made us pure, is what made us holy, is what made us right. Um, and then Jesus fulfilled the requirement of payment his life. He took, he said, here's my life, so that we can have life. Mm-hmm. Because if he wouldn't have died, we would have died. Yeah. Point blank, and the period. And, and, um, well, that was the pay- well, payment and for a life given. So he fulfilled all of that. Um, and so now we're going to go to Luke 23. Luke 23. And as we lead up to Resurrection Sunday, I hope that this would help you just even give you a greater appreciation because that's really what this should do. Mm-hmm. Whether you've known about Jesus all your life, you should constantly appreciate what he has done over and over and over
1: yeah that's a good point babe because it's so easy to it can be so easy to take it lightly
0: mm-hmm.
1: because you you know you hear it um you hear it in church and stuff like that even just especially being a christian um or a believer for so long sometimes it's just like yeah you know forgive my sins you have to really like you know, revisit that and just rekindle that understanding and that passion and that fire of like, no, this, I mean, this really happened. He really did this. He really came down to earth and just walk in his shoes and understand, you know, just just put yourself in his place and, and just think about what he did and, and the gravity of it. And he did it mm-hmm. for us yes. and, and let that just sit in so that it, you never... So it just doesn't become some common thing. Right. Or know. just some
0: Easter holiday. Or, yeah. You know, just some time to get dressed up and go to church. Uh-huh. Like, this is this is a big deal. It really you is. You know, you think about how the this sacrificial system had to happen year after year. And then I we talked about uh, the first week, there were other offerings that had to take place throughout the year, throughout the offering for this, offering for that, offering for this, offering for that. Um, and look at the freedom that we now have because of what Christ has done. Yeah. So being grateful and having gratitude in your heart every single day, because every breath you take is because Jesus died on the cross for your sin. Mm. Every time you can go to God and worship him and bow before him and speak to him and pray with him, it's because of Jesus. Every time you can eat the food on your table and give thanks to God above, it's because of Jesus. Everything, every freedom that we have, it's because mm. of Jesus. So we can't take Thank this Jesus. lightly. Yeah, We can't take it Ain't lightly take it that lightly. we have been forgiven because we don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. Right. I said I was going to let the scripture talk. So I'm just going to come on. Ooh. All right. So let's move on to um, Luke 23. And we're going to start at verse 26. Huh? So good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. I might not be able to read this. Okay. Um, if I start getting, you know, you you can go ahead and take over. All right, here we go. Verse 26. As they led Jesus away, a man named Simon, who was from Cyrene, happened to be coming in from the countryside. The soldiers seized him and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large crowd trailed behind including many grief stricken women. And we're going to go ahead and skip down to verse 32. Two others, both criminals, were led out to be executed with Jesus, with him. When they came to a place called the skull, they nailed him to the cross. And the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. So let's stop. So we know that not only is the death of him going to be uh, a weighted requirement, a weighted uh, sacrifice Mm -hmm. for the world, for the sins of the world, not only that, I mean, that's enough, right? But he's now getting, and as we're going to continue to read, the way he was treated, the way he was rejected. Go back and study this if you're not aware, because I never want to assume that people are listening that they already know. But he was, um, if you go up a little further in Luke 23, you know, they were trying to, they had him and a murderer and they chose They chose to let the murderer grow and keep Jesus Mm -hmm. to crucify him. He knows that he is about to go on the cross for these very people who are stabbing him in the back, who are rejecting him, who are spitting on him, who are making fun of him, who kill him or try to kill him, you know, because he knew that yet he says in Luke, 23, Mm -hmm. 34, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. Mm. And if we are called to be disciples of Christ and to follow, he modeled so many things for us. This too is a model for us. For if he can be treated so cruelly and yet decide to go through and to complete the assignment that he was purposed here on earth to do through obedience to the father. Why can't we find it in us to forgive the small sins? Cause they're small compared. Yeah. Hello. They really, really are. And so let's continue to read, but we got, we had to stop there because we're talking about forgiveness and it blows my mind. Just the magnitude of his love for us. Mm hmm. You know, I, I mean, you can say, well, I wasn't there, so I, okay, but he went on the cross to handle your current sins, your past sins, and your future sins, so you are a part of this, and so we have to really look at that and be thankful, and just stand in awe of this love of how he says, forgive them, forgive them, so, okay, let's continue on. You got anything to say?
1: If I may add this. Yes, please. Um... When you think about the systems, you think about what Jesus did. Um, It was all pretty much because God wanted to, you know, after the fall of man, God wanted to get back close to us, Yes. but it required the system. He, he pretty, he, God set the system in place so that we could have a way to get back to him. But it, it wasn't allowing us to get, you know, close enough. Yeah. I mean, this thing started. We were we were walking in the garden together, and then sin came and and separated us. So the system got put in place so that we can get back to God. But like I said, it wasn't close enough. When Jesus came and did what He did, you know, and it was for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, they they sacrificed the animals so that we can be forgiven mm-hmm. of our sins and so that we could have. Fellowship with the Father. Mm-hmm. But Jesus came in such a way to where it reestablished a, even a close fellowship. Yes. Where we can, I think we're. Now we're heirs. Be, yeah, and we can come before his throne, which we couldn't do that. Only yep. one person could do that. Yes. Only the high priest could do that mm-hmm. under the old covenant. Mm-hmm. But in with Jesus. In a certain
0: location.
1: Yeah, in a certain location. Yeah. But with Jesus. Those that believe, where no matter where you are, you can come before His throne mm-hmm. um, through the blood of Jesus. Yes. And so it's 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 God's love reaching out, saying, "I want to be close to you. Yeah. I'm going to send my son be- so that I can be in relationship with you, mm-hmm. because I love you. I want to draw you close to me, and I got to send my son to die for you so that we can have a relationship." Mm-hmm then that's that's what we're talking about.
0: Yes. Oh, what a great love. Mm. So good. Okay, let's continue. Verse 35. The crowd watched and the leaders scoffed. He saved others, they said. Let him save himself, if he is really God's Messiah, the Chosen One. The soldiers mocked him, too, by offering him a drink of sour wine. They called out to him, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. A sign was fastened above him with these words, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed, so you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, don't you fear God even when you have been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. By this time, it was about noon, and darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. The light from the sun was gone, and suddenly the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn down the middle. And we talked about that curtain. So it was torn. What does that mean, Pastor Jeff? what does that mean?
1: That means access has been given the, the veil of the I mean the veil was torn in two and that that would pretty much signify just you know the Holy Spirit being able to to break out in the, the holds the system that was set in place that's the, that's the point where it became obsolete
0: mm-hmm yes. And, and now you had access.
1: Yeah, access. You
0: had access to the most holy place. You had access to the most holy God. You had access. Okay, so um, then Jesus shouted, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And with those words, he, bre- he breathed his last. When the Roman officer overseeing the execution saw what had happened, He worshiped God and said, surely this man was innocent. And when all the crowd that came to see the crucifixion saw what had happened, they went home in deep sorrow. Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So he followed through. He followed through with it. Knowing what was said about him, knowing what was going to happen, knowing the, the betrayal of a friend, you know, the denying of a friend, all of that, the arrest, the lies, even when he's on the cross, they're scoffing at him. Yet he followed through. Yet he said, I am going to be the atonement for their sins. I'm going to be the one that's going to reconcile them to the father. And to this day, his love continues to penetrate our hearts, to make us more like the father yeah. because of Jesus. Now we have the gift of the Holy spirit and we can be continually transformed and made new.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <sighs> That's so good.
1: I mean, it's like you said before, if, if Jesus is willing, if Jesus is willing to, to still care about us and love us and to, you know, ask for forgiveness, I mean, ask the father to forgive them mm-hmm. for they know not what they do, you know, through all that they were doing. I mean, if Jesus is able to forgive all that, you know, because sometimes if somebody just say one little, you know, sly remark or something, we 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 can get offended.
0: Mm-hmm. We can be and like feeling some sort of way,
1: clapping back mm-hmm. and all that, mm-hmm. you know, off of one little thing. But I mean, if Jesus can forgive all that,
0: yeah.
1: Surely we can forgive.
0: Yes. Yes. And, you know, he prayed when they were sinning against him. He prayed on their behalf. So when people sin against us, we pray for them. Yeah. That's what that's what our job is. Not to require them to, what, go out and find an animal and sacrifice so you can give them forgiveness? No. Because we don't even have to do that. So why should we require that for anybody else? When someone forgives when someone sins against us, we forget. And I'm not, That's we're going to talk about this next week, but I just mm-hmm. had to, because we're here. When someone sins against us, um, we pray. We pray for ourselves, our flesh. We pray for them. And we let it go. Because, now how can we do that? We'll talk more about that next week. But that, this is what Jesus is modeling for. This is, this his life is what we should model. Yeah. We should be, we should desire to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. Has anyone ever said that? I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Well, we should let our yes be yes and our no be no. If we say that, then that really should be the conviction of our heart. And so how do we follow Jesus? We we look at his life. We model what he did. You know, we talked about in love the washing of the feet and what that represented and we talked last week about what Jesus said about forgiveness and how he modeled that and how he how he uh required how he said that this is how we should be so we need to you know I can't say what we need to do but we should desire to follow Jesus if he is Lord and Savior you know the scripture said that he and I can't remember where we read it earlier those who are called You know, he came for those who were called to God. Mm -hmm. That's what he came for. And maybe we're about to read that one. Okay, so this is our final scripture. I wanted to end on this to help us prepare for next week because I know there's probably a lot of people that's like, I want to forgive. How do I do it? I really do. I want to do it. Well, that's that's the start. The fact that you want to do it. There are some people that don't want to forgive. They want to sit. And the scripture says, nurture their hurt and pain. There's a scripture for that that we're going to look at. Um, There are people who have hardened their hearts against God. There's a scripture we're going to look at about that. But those of us who don't want to nurture our hurt and pain, who truly don't want to have a hardened heart, we're going to look at how we overcome those things and walk in forgiveness next week. That's good. Okay, so our final scripture is Hebrews 10, starting at verse 10. And we're going to read to 24. Okay. For God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. Under the old covenant, covenant, the priest stands and ministers before the altar day after day, offering the same sacrifices again and again, which can never take away sins. But our high priest, Jesus, offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins, good for all time. Then he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. There he waits until his enemies are humbled and made a footstool under his feet. For for by that one offering, he forever made perfect Those who are being made holy. Oh, I got to read that one more time. For by that one offering, the offering of Jesus, he forever made perfect. Those who are being made holy. That's us. We are those who have received him. Now we are being made holy. Mm. And the Holy Spirit also testifies that this is so. For he says, this is the new covenant i will make with my people on that day says the lord i will put listen i love this i will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. Now, remember, I gotta stop here, because we talked about repentance last week, and we talked about how it's an issue of the heart and how our mind has to change and turn away. So this new covenant now is God, he put his laws in our heart. So it's in there, yeah. but we got to now get sanctified and purified because we want to please God. If He, if we made him our, if we made Christ our Lord and Savior, we want to please him. So the laws are now on our hearts. And so there's going to be a working out. There's going to be some chipping, some mm-hmm. sawing, some, you know, all that stuff and emotions like, oh Lord, what is happening? Yeah. He's yeah. making us more like him and he will write them on our minds because now we have the mind of Christ. I, I'm, this is good to me, babe. This is good to me. I'm Ooh, sorry. That's good. Okay. Yes. So, and then verse uh, 17 says, then he says, I will never again. Remember their sins and lawless deeds. Mm. That means we're forgiven. I, there's a, a version that says, I will remember their sins. No mm. more. Oh. And when sin verse 18, and when sins have been forgiven, There is no need to offer any more sacrifices. Okay. Now, Mm. so if you say you've forgiven somebody, then they don't have to keep coming back, earning your forgiveness.
1: Mm, That's good. Right?
0: Okay. So then uh, let's continue on verse 19. And so dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus by his death. Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty conscience have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good deeds. Oh, that is so good. Okay, so. I want to go back to let us. Well, let's see. Where do I want to go? I want to. Go, I want us to go back to First Twenty Two. Let let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting Him, trusting Him that what Jesus has done is finished. Mm-hmm. I know that now I am going to be made holy. That I am going to be made more like God. That a good work is going to happen in me. And hold on to that hope of salvation. Hold on to that. And it says, then 23, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways, and this is where I want us to kind of emphasize here, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good deeds. So when we are in a situation where Someone has sinned against us. First, we should trust God and know that He's gonna handle it. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. And it and that doesn't mean that He's gonna do something to them because they too, depending on if they're a believer or not, are being made more in the image of God. They're gonna mm-hmm. need grace, just like we need grace. Yeah. And we need to motivate uh one another to act to acts of love, not to acts of offense, not to acts of strife, not to acts of bitterness, but to acts of love and good works. And so how do we play that role by walking in forgiveness with each other? That's how we play that role and know that God is going to handle everything else, that we, we can trust him, that he is God that everything he says he will do, that Jesus has already done what he said he has done, and we just walk in it. And so we know when things come our way, Heavenly Father, I'm going to pray about it. I'm taking it to you. I'm trusting it with you. I'm laying it down. I'm mm-hmm. I'm just going to do what you've called me to do, which is to motivate those to acts of love. And when we forgive others, it motivates them to love. Yeah. But when we hold grudges... Or when we keep bringing things back up. And I'm, I've am i been guilty of that, you know, bringing things back up. Because of hurt, because of pain, because of fear. There's so many things, and we'll talk about that as well next week. But there's a lot of things that could, mot- if, you know, motivate us to other things than to love. And I believe, I love that scripture, and I just wanted us to end on that, Yeah. you know. All right, what you got, babe?
1: I mean, motivating us to love. I mean, motivating... Forgiveness draws us to to love, to think on good things, to think the best of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to think the to think the worst or take something that somebody may have did or said and just think the worst about it. Um, but there's most likely a reason. There's most likely a backstory. There's most likely something that has transpired in their life that that that's coming from. And so, you know, and even Jesus, I believe part of the reason why God sent Jesus for us, because he understands our backstory. He understands that this sin nature that we battle with, Mm -hmm. um, I got to do, I have to step in and do something so that because I understand their backstory. You're going I into our
0: next month's. Topic. I'm going into
1: the next month's. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Which is
0: compassion, but yeah, you can't yeah. really talk. Keep going, because you really can't. Um, you can't talk about forgiveness, and I talk about love, and I talk about compassion. You're right. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. So just with with people with things that happen, things that you know could offend, things that could make you feel some sort of way um exercise that forgiveness because most likely like i said there there's a reason and we're all we're all god's creation we're we're all loved by god Mm -hmm. he does he it's not his desire that any should perish. perish any so he wants everybody it's just that we we battle with this 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 sin that separates us from him yeah but in christ we can it is possible. We can we can come to him. We can come to him through Christ. Yeah. We can walk in forgiveness. We can walk in love with with God and love with each other. Mm-hmm. And we can think the best and, and 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 walk in forgiveness. It is possible.
0: By the power of the Holy Spirit. By the Spirit. power of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Because as you were saying that I'm reading verse 20, that by the death of Jesus, it opened a new and life-giving way. So we have And that goes into a whole nother subject of us Mm. no longer being slaves to sin. Um, But now, because of the power of the Holy Spirit, now we can overcome the sin nature and Mm -hmm. choose to, to live a life of righteousness, which is forgiving, which is loving, which is having compassion, which is kindness, you know, all those things. So, yeah, yeah, that's good well thank you so much i pray that we have helped uh deliver the word of god to you in a way that honored god Mm -hmm. in a way that edified you um in a way that helped you have more of an understanding of the weight of what christ did for us Mm -hmm. and gave you a greater appreciation listen i am big on gratitude i am so big on gratitude and thankfulness so so big. I mean, that's the area. Yeah. Like, if 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 and when I'm sure we will do a Bible study on those areas, I'm probably gonna be a wreck because it's hard for me. You know, when I think about what God has done, and when I think about what Christ stepped into on our behalf, when I think about how I didn't deserve it, and when I, even thinking about how He is, He is still going before the father on our behalf being the mediator and the and, and the um negotiator mm-hmm. for me even now continuously yeah, continuously ah oh, that just makes you thank you Jesus mm. thank you Jesus yeah. and thank you God for wanting to be in relationship with little old me thank you God yeah, I, oh my gosh. And and so I just see, see, I told y'all. That's mm-hmm. I, I I just it's so uh it, it just blesses me. And I, I pray that this has blessed you as well. I mm-hmm. pray that this has given you just such a greater appreciation and understanding now how valuable you are to God.
1: Yeah.
0: How much He loves you. I mean, that was a well thought out plan. Yeah. <laughs> for you yeah. he wanted to do it for you because he loves you he wants to know you he wants you to know him he wants to make you more like him he wants to show you things that he has put inside of you in your mother's womb that yeah. only the Holy Spirit can activate and bring out of you yeah. so that you can fulfill the assignments and the purpose in your life That he did that just for <sighs> you yeah. And Jesus knew they can't they can't keep they can't keep doing that, they can't keep that up. There's no way they're gonna be able to fulfill what you have called them to fulfill unless there's someone like me, purified holy, that can go down and stand in their place yeah. and be the ultimate sacrifice mm. so that they can walk in victory. <clears throat> Ooh. Yes. Yes, Lord. That's 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 what we have to understand and that is what makes us valuable to god that's what makes us valuable to god so knowing that now now we walk around with a greater appreciation and we walk around covered in love overflowing out of god's love for us forgiving people being able to withstand anything that comes our way and we talked about that in love but this this is a this is a of love, forgiveness. It's the ultimate act of love. (laughs) It's forgiveness.